be quiet enough. Yo, welcome back to the Return to Click podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Navarra, and we are back with more football, more news for you. We've got a ton to cover, big juicy episode here, and we are going to get right into it. Uh, Danny, how you doing? I know we're going to get to get to a lot. I think we're going to let's breeze through over the uh, the Thursday night football game here. The the Bears are currently routing the Commanders, and uh, you know, new. I tweeted out, uh, we should you, you know what to do with the dip buckets information, people. And then um, I got greedy and I waited to live bet it, and I thought the Commanders were at least going to have a a slight lead here to start the game, and that turned out to be completely false. So uh, anything at all and anything about Thursday night football real quick? As far as this game, nothing. Still early. We just saw the Bears do this four days ago and then blow it. So we'll see. Knock we'll on see. wood. If you're... I, saw, I saw a rumor, a Gruden – OC to the Steelers rumor today on Twitter. Ooh. Anybody, yeah. anybody but that bald fuck. <laughs> would well, be, uh, be some weird sexual tension between him and Tomlin or something. This would be a weird. I mean, I'm I'm on board. I don't I'll take anything. Um yeah, I, and I I actually wouldn't take Big Ben as our offensive coordinator. I know that got thrown around. Um but no, I don't. I don't think Big Ben could. Do, he, maybe if they just let him call the plays during the game, and he only came like on Sundays, but he definitely can't manage all of that. We learned that that easily from Jeff Saturday, although that was a completely different situation. But I guess we'll just talk about the Steelers here, um, and we'll just start by adding Kenny Pickett's injury into it. You know, the fourth and one play was absolutely atrocious formation and shotgun. The the play call was bad. And yes, there was like a receiver slightly open, but that did not account for how close the receivers were to the line of scrimmage. And all of those defensive linemen were also ready to jump up in the air to bat that shit down, which probably would have happened because you can't put arc on the ball if it's only going three four yards so just a stupid fucking put the one of the worst and it ended up getting kenny hurt i know the it was mcl it was mcl and you're um, saying bone bruise now but yeah, yeah look looked probably like a minor MCL. grade one yeah i mean he's back to a full practice first of all yes you're absolutely right play call was stupid horrendous he did have nausea for what you would assume would have been a quick first down. But, I mean, the thing, too, is, like, I mean, for, that's that's not what lost in the game, that play call. No, I mean, they got no. freaking bullied for 60 minutes. But, I mean, it's the same. It's the same. It's Kenny playing like an eight-year-old playing Madden. I mean, he has a clean pocket, and he just immediately tries to, you know, roll to the left for no reason directly into the defensive end and take a sack on fourth and one when you can absolutely not take a sack, but like just step up into the pocket and freaking throw it to somebody. He's inconsistent with that. But it, I mean, he does it, he does it nonstop. He's, he's got the worst pocket presence of any quarterback I've ever seen. And I, I, I had, I had, obviously I'm glad it's not a serious injury, but I had my hopes up that Mitch 
would be able to come in and at least get a chance without like the entire stadium booing him every step he takes and calling for Kenny like they did from day one last year. Um, <laughs> now we've had a full, a full what, 17, 18 games of Kenny, and that's been an absolute ride. So <laughs> it's, uh, this weekend might get ugly. Yeah, I don't, the, 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 the sharp money is on the Steelers somehow, plus four and a half. If his knee is actually hurt, we jokingly said he'd, he'd faked it just to get out of the game because they were getting embarrassed. Um, but if he's actually – I mean, it's a bit like, like rushing him back after his two concussions last year. Like, why? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you got the yeah. bye next week. Why not sit him for a game? You yeah. also got – You he also clearly, got Fryer, he, yeah. out with a hamstring now. Um, Which uh, is another another example of the atrocious play calling is Pat Fryermuth had like three targets in four games, and two of I think two maybe three of them were behind the line of scrimmage. And I watch basically thirty two other teams in the NFL, and their tight ends are catching passes six, seven, eight yards down the middle of the field where it should be easy for the quarterback to make a completion. And uh, we aren't doing any of that. We aren't like designing any Fryermuth plays for him to run a f- five-yard spacing route or anything of the like down the seam. We saw that all in preseason, and then it was literally like they had a fucking phony playbook for the preseason, <laughs> like a joke playbook, <laughs> like a fucking illusionist. Yeah, it makes no sense. Ton of motion in pre preseason. There was motion. There was different formations. Like it was all good stuff from Matt Canna. And then he just went back to being um a little bitch. And uh whatever. Okay, I think any any other uh thing. Fryermuth should be a should be a big loss. It sounds like a big loss, but as Steve is alluding to, they weren't they weren't utilizing the guy anyways, so who knows? I, I just have no idea what to expect from this team. As as I oh go ahead finish the it. pass the pass rush couldn't get to freaking Stroud after looking lights out for three weeks, and then you're going against the Texans backup line makes absolutely no sense. It was the most it was it was it was there was that game a couple years ago where the Bengals just absolutely abused us, and it was like forty one to ten or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. It, between that and this was like just the most hopeless I've ever felt as watching a Steelers game. Like it was just, yeah. I mean, they just had, they just had our way with us. It's like the, like the, you know, the South park episode <laughs> where they remade Indiana Jones and they're like, yeah, they're raping him. <laughs> I just felt so that's, a, that's how I felt. I just went, I just went home after watching it and I just cried all night. That's how it mm-hmm. felt. Yeah, so this week at work, I work with all ladies, and the one asks me on like it was like Tuesday, I think. How'd the Steelers do this weekend? And I said, or uh, she might have even said it as, "Did the Steelers play this weekend? How did they do?" And I said, "Well, technically, yeah, they played this weekend, but they didn't, you know, try at all." And there's just problems across the board, up and down. There, and I, I kind of went on a little tangent, and then the, you know everyone's giggling, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, don't ask Steve about the Steelers. It's a sensitive issue." Yeah, 
And she goes, well, my husband's upset about the Patriots. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it about the Patriots right now. You guys have seven fucking Super Bowls in the last 15 years to um, rest your rest on your laurels. But Chris Boswell playing lights out football. Yeah, just uh, we can't. He can't. This bald fuck can't even just think about that and say we don't need touchdowns. Really, we do. But like, let's just start at getting into field goal range as a goal for this fucker. All right, let's move on. You talked about the Patriots. Patriots have got some crazy stuff going on. Just lost Judon. First of all, Patriots already stink. Judon's gonna be out for the season. They didn't. They didn't give exact specific details it sounds like a complete rupture of uh of the the biceps head to which which would definitely be out for the season they also lose christian gonzalez their their first round rookie for the season with a shoulder but they make the big blockbuster jc jackson trade which is one of the craziest just situations i, I don't remember Anything ever like this where a player just signs a massive contract with a team is traded after a year back to his old team. Like New England, the Chargers have between this year and next year, they have over $30 million in dead money from from trading J.C. Jackson. <laughs> so New England, by not re-signing him, pretty much saved a dick ton of money. So one of the weirdest situations, he had been a healthy scratch. I don't know what the hell have I don't know the details of the story. Kind of baffling, but the like the Chargers are just as dysfunctional as us, but they actually like look good and put up numbers. They just find ways to lose. We at least like they at least, they make it exciting. We at least like we we have no hope by the fourth by the first quarter. Like the Chargers get crushed in the fourth. We just <laughs> we, we they just come Pittsburgh just comes out and kicks us in the balls right away. So at least at least we're not the Chargers, I guess. <sighs> um let's go to well wait we you mentioned Herbert Herbert's got a fractured middle finger on the non-throwing hand shouldn't be an issue uh they obviously don't care and put him under center <laughs> anyway just to not do a QB sneak but um yeah no no worries about Herbert there that shouldn't affect his his throwing ability yeah, especially being on a bye this week, he should, you know, It'd get be all right. under control. Def- definitely affected him that game. The Chargers almost almost blew it. Oh my gosh, dude! I went five and one across my leagues. This this the the only one I lost. I lost by three points, and I had a I had Chris Godwin on my bench, who had eight catches for like 114 yards. So that screwed me. The freaking the Devontae Adams touchdown that Josh McDaniels did. Uh, Sam Howell just threw a pick. This is getting out of hand. The Devontae Adams. First of all, Josh McDaniels is sure he might be like one of the freaking best coordinators in the league, but he's like the worst head coach. Like every time he gets a head coaching job, it's just like a travesty. But Devontae Adams scores a touchdown. It's a clear touchdown. They rule him short. Doesn't challenge. Doesn't challenge that son of a bitch. They get stuffed on the next play, and it was like, oh, Josh McDaniel is about to get embarrassed. But they finally they ended up scoring anyways. But they ran it in, so I missed that Devontae Adams touchdown, and then freaking the Mahomes slide. If Mahomes scores a touchdown, I win. But no, both both of them touchdowns don't happen, and I lose by three points to to not get the fantasy sweep this week. 
And that's my mm. that's my rant of the week. But I got cute and put in Daniel Jones over Brock Purdy and lost by four. Ooh, yeah, that's that's rough. And in in our league, yes. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even see that. With yeah, that, with David tough. Montgomery scoring me thirty two points on Thursday. Oof, that's tough. It's real what tough. About, I'm fourteen and four across the past three weeks, which I can't complain about. So let's go to Derek Carr. AC sprain. They played him anyway. Deprived us from a, a Sunday of Jameis, and it, he did not look good because of what exactly what. We said on the pod last week, like that takes a few weeks to to heal, and it d- definitely is. It your whole shoulder is weak from that. So very stupid, weird decision by the Saints. I do not know if it was the coaches pressing them to play, but the medical team really either their opinion is not valued or their opinion is shit uh, for the Saints. So you know they're at the Patriots this week and I think Derek Carr's shoulder is going to be like I don't know from my experience with AC joints after getting after playing an NFL football game on it again his shoulder is going to be probably like 15 percent better from last week still not going to be good it's still not going to be healed this week so you know Patriots right now are a pick them at home and the sharp money is on the Patriots but I don't like that the Patriots uh, the line dropped from like minus two to to pick them while all the money's on the Patriots. They're kind of begging you to take the Patriots. So that's a little worrying, but I still like the, the Patriots right now um, to get a home win here. Saints defense really good, though. Yeah, Saints have been weird this year. Unpredictable. Obviously hampered his ability to throw downfield. Just check down to Kamara the whole game, which I do think Kamara is going to have big. He looked looked all right. I think he'll have a pretty decent year. I yeah. I don't know. Saints are weird. They blew. They started out the season good. Should have been three and zero. Blew that game to the Packers, and now you're like two and two, full panic mode. So <laughs> who knows how they respond? Uh, final quarterback note is Aaron Rodgers uh, saying nothing's. Nothing is average or normal about his his rehab process here, and he's been in a shoe in less than two weeks where when you should be in a boot for six weeks with an Achilles. Uh, so that is an interesting thing to look at. He's getting rehab done with the same guys that rehabbed Kobe, I think, from his Achilles, who who he made a quick return to later in age. So later in his career. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's no way the jets are making the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't know why you're rushing it, Aaron Rodgers. Like you're like, so what if you come back for week 16, you got the, the jets are going to be fucking four and 10 by then. Yeah. It's, he's not coming back this year. I mean, Kobe no, was, Kobe was a shell of himself. Obviously Kobe needs to rely on m- much more of his athleticism than Rodgers. Will. you know, he can, not with this offensive line. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. But he's not coming back this year, especially the Jets. Yeah, they're going to be out of playoff contention. But I mean, it's it's just not. There's just no way. He'd be stupid too. He'd be at a very high risk of re-injury. He he can say he can say whatever. I, I mean, state of the art surgery, new technology. I don't maybe stuff that is above our pay grade. But he's he's not coming back. No, not at, uh, not at forty years old. You can't recover from it that quick. 
Uh, final quarterback tidbit on the college side of things is uh, Akron quarterback DJ Irons. You know, my lock of the week goes 0 for 4 now on the, well, nope, I'm sorry, 0 3 and 1 on the season for my locks. But uh, Akron was definitely going to win that game with DJ Irons. And then they, uh, the backup quarterback, just pissed down his leg and, uh, you know, didn't do anything productive. So, the interesting part is, you know, he's out for the year. DJ is out for the year with an ACL tear. And so this backup quarterback is going to play Northern Illinois this week, who's also one in four. They're also a shitty uh, team right now. And Akron's only plus five, though, or I should say Northern Illinois is only minus five. Like this quarterback has showed zero good good plays he had zero good plays on saturday so i don't see how they lose by you know just a field goal they this quarterback's not going to produce anything so i think that might be a sharp play that um you know vegas might not have the um the edge on here with this line seems seems off so attack that people and that might be a saturday twitter pick which, by the way, uh, if you didn't know, we are oh shit, we're what twenty two seven and two on the year for Twitter picks. Twenty two seven and two, yeah. There you we know, go. just just insane. That is insane. We just can't make them on the pod. Especially, yeah, especially the locks. Yeah, that's all right. But damn, it, but damn it, when we tweet it out, hammer it. Yeah, right now we're on a you no. Know, we shouldn't can't get too excited. Can't get too excited. We got to stay focused. Got to stay hungry. Uh, we're not gonna sit back and you know get get cute with it. We're gonna we're gonna dig in the trench. We're gonna dig through the dirt to find the good lines here for you people. So follow us at Return to Play Pod on Twitter for those. Let's get to running back news. What do you got for Saquon and the dog shit Giants? Yeah, he's uh he's practicing at least in a limited capacity. It sounds like they might, you know, they're optimistic that he'll be able to play today. But the reality is the Giants freaking stink. He's gonna he's gonna be he's not gonna be a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna be limited. His his cutting and his lateral agility is going to be limited. I don't think, I mean, obviously your redraft leagues, you know, you probably don't have a back or a flex, you know, a backup running back or a flex that's better than Saquon. He's definitely not going to be a hundred. They're going to probably be getting routed by the Dolphins and not running the ball. So I don't know. I don't know that he has a very high ceiling this week regardless. So definitely not a great play for, you know, DFS, things like that. Um, but I'd say, you know, it's probably 50, 50 that he, that he plays giants are just a train wreck. Free my mans. Give my mans an offensive they, line. They are so fucked. They are, have two more years of paying Daniel Jones, $40 million. <laughs> they are absolutely fucked. You can't like, even if you kick that can down the road and get rid of them, the dead, the dead cap and, or you, you guess they have to leave them on their bench. Forty million dollar bench warmer. Play. I don't even know. I mean, obviously he stinks, but I don't know that you can even attribute it that much. I mean, he's he had like his his average time to pressure is like 
2.2 seconds or something. I saw a stat. I think his yeah, that's was true. Two, his two point, his average time to pressure was 2.2 seconds. And the line Tom, is bad as well. Tom Brady, a notorious quick, quick releaser, you know, quick pass, short pass game kind of guy. His career average time to release was like 2.4 seconds or something. So like Tom Brady, who's notorious for getting the ball out quickly. Daniel, Daniel Jones is getting pressured quicker than Tom Brady got the ball out on average. So that's how bad that's how bad the Giants O-line has been also. So Daniel Jones very inconsistent has looked awful this year, but the Giants just in general just suck. Did you see the uh the radio dude go off on Evan Neal? No. <laughs> I'll send you the oh my, this radio New York Giants guy freaking Evan Neal made some comments about like Is know, it on Twitter? People, it, it's on yeah, it's on, you'll find it on Twitter. I was gonna say you oh, could just uh, repost it from our account. We'll do, yeah. Made a, yeah. he made a comment about like criticizing the fans for criticizing him. He's like, you know, what do you do? Flip hamburgers and hot dogs or whatever, and this radio host did not did not enjoy the comments. He's, like, he's like, they should cut this piece of garbage. He sucks. <laughs> uh, let's stay in New York. And Brees Hall, uh, not limited, uh, will not be limited this week. He had uh, it was like Brees Hall has the highest uh, average yards per carry and. Uh, Dalvin Cook has the lowest NFL average yards per carry. So that's an interesting stat. Obviously, Brees Hall is, you know, younger and kind of in his prime right now. And Dalvin Cook is also probably in more um in more situations. Maybe they're expecting the run more because Dalvin Cook's in. Who who knows? But that is an interesting stat. So they need Brees Hall to even have a chance here against uh Denver. Uh, I mean, I think they could beat Denver. It is in Denver, um, but I think that would, you know, Denver's dog shit too. So they're they're in that game, I would say. And then speaking of which, we'll stay in, in Denver with Javante Williams. He has a quad injury, and it looked like he was going to miss a few weeks initially, but he is already back to limited practice, and they have him as questionable. Yeah, oh, someone just put in the Thursday night football. I'm watching it on Twitch. Someone just put in the chat. Is this the Steelers? Yeah, ouch. ouch, that hurts a little bit. Yeah, because it's true. <clears throat> we would um, beat the Bears, right? I would like to think so. I would like to think our defense could win us that game. But yeah, it sounds like a minor hip flexor strain for Javante Williams, which isn't very significant will affect you a little bit you know sprinting but it's not like a seriously detrimental to your function and agility type of injury uh he can he can be out there less than 100% uh still been a been a not a not a great start to the year for him or the just the Broncos in general uh Brees Hall I am pretty big on as far as uh you know they're saying he's going to be a full workload and I think it doesn't bode well for Dalvin cook. If you're still like playing Dalvin cook, you're probably not making great decisions. Hmm. Uh, Brees hall, the jets stink, but he's looked pretty impressive. Even in limited action, averaging 6.6 yards of carry to Dalvin's 
uh, which obviously he had two big runs that are kind of outliers that skew that, but um, definitely, definitely producing. And I think the Jets kind of are at least on the uptick, um, getting over a you know tough schedule to start the year and getting behind in games, not running the ball. But so, so I think Brees Hall, while he's probably been underwhelming for the first few games of your fantasy. You know, now that he's 100% getting a full workload, I think he'll be a pretty good option for the remainder of the year. Yeah, and let's move on to wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Full practice today. I think that, you know, they're going to limit his targets here when he does come back, which could be this week, probably not. Could be. I, I would put him as questionable. I would not play him in fantasy this week, though. Uh, I think they limit his snap count yeah i don't know what to expect from cup especially with uh you know the passing game looking pretty good and uh nakua obviously balling and well, he's a full participant at practice today so he should be he should at least be active but yeah i don't know what his snap counter his target share will look like with atwell and nakua playing well um i don't think he's going to be putting up the astronomic numbers that he was before but depending on your needs, you know, if you don't have good receiver depth, plug them in. If you do have good receivers, maybe kind of wait and wait and see. Yeah. We'll move on to Detroit where Jamison Williams got his suspension shortened for the updated gambling policy. So that's cool. And uh, same thing. He's, he doesn't have too much NFL experience so i would probably stay away from him his first game back especially you just look at guys who don't play in the preseason and they have a slow start to the year he is definitely not up to game speed in my opinion so i would definitely stay away from him for his first game back and then you know take a more serious look at him next week but i mean he should play um if he's available yeah, he's, he's going to be active. It's it's a weird situation um, because Amon Ra missed practice both Wednesday and Thursday with an abdominal injury. So questionable Amon Ra. If Amon Ra is not active, then I think if you need a flex guy, I normally I agree that like you probably you you know you don't I wouldn't start him in a normal situation, but. If Amon Ra's out there and you're, you know, you need a flex guy or something, I think he's a very uh, high risk, but obviously high reward guy. He's a a very big yellow, if not red flag for some type of re-injury this year. As Steve touched on, definitely not up to game speed. Very limited action last year. Let's move on to Mike Evans. Hamstring tweak reported by head coach. Bucks are looking pretty good. I uh, I thought that I stayed away from the over under because I was, you know, the smart play kind of would have been the under, I guess, at the beginning of the season. And then I thought, you know, the defense is good enough to stay in games, and Baker Mayfield's proved that he can be good. So they definitely sabotaged the end of his career there. I think we talked about that aspect of it in the summer about how the Browns didn't do Baker any favors. And so, you know, he gets a, a fresh start here and it might not be the same results as Cleveland. So yeah, good for, and I think he needs Mike Evans to 
you know, play well because if Mike Evans doesn't play, they're just going to double up Godwin and force him to throw to like Kate Otten. And I, I don't even know who else is on that team. So yeah, uh, Mike Evans, if he doesn't play this week, I would definitely fade the Bucks and, and the Bucks. Bucks on a bye this week, but it sounds like they expect him back after Shit. the bye. So, <laughs> oh, good. It sounds like they don't expect him to miss time. Uh, definitely uh, on risk for for reaggravating that. He's 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 going to be continue to be just a boomer bust guy throughout the season. Especially he's dealt with hammies before. Now he's you know thirty, just kind of getting getting to that point where, um, while he's having a great season, he'll probably have a couple couple games this year where he you know leaves early with a with a hamstring tweak or something like that um so definitely a you know a yellow flag waving for him but he's obviously you know you you've seen what the what the bucks can can look like when they're kind of rolling here three and one looking looking like they might be a maybe not a contender but definitely a division winner type of playoff team so bucks looking good baker rolling yeah and then we'll just finish up with Pat Fryermuth, another hamstring. We already, We've already, we already, talked, we already touched on Pat. Right, yeah. talked about him. And then we skipped uh, Jonathan Taylor's return, you know, from this ankle injury. He's definitely 100% healthy. There's no question about that. And, uh, you know, the question is, how motivated is he going to be? I would assume if he's going to play, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to be – you want to put good tape out there to give yourself value. That's the only choice he's left with is you kind of have to prove it again. I hope someone right. has told him that. I, I, yeah, I think he's, it sounded like he kind of reiterated he's committed to the Colts. Well, I don't buy that he's committed to the Colts. I think he'll, you know, or long-term he probably. He he's probably, committed to himself. He's, he's committed to himself. Exactly. He, attached he, to the Colts. He saw that his, uh, you know, trade market really isn't there. If he wants money, and he wants he wants a contract, he wants you know someone to. You got to you know, come out and get him. He's got to he's got to prove that he can stay healthy, continue to produce. You know, we've just kind of seen what the running back market is, and so he he really has no choice. Got to come in, put his nose to the grindstone, and put up numbers again. But simple as that. So it, I would definitely be buying. Um, Jonathan Taylor stock right now. Uh, if if you know his first game, I think he's definitely a play for DFS. And man, if you you might even want to trade for him before he does have a uh, a breakout game, which is you know the Colts' offense is pretty decent, so he could definitely have one very soon, very shortly into his season here. I would. I'd maybe give it one week because you at least have a coin toss chance at him not being on the field too much and a lot of question marks still being left out there. And maybe you could get a trade better, uh, more easily then. But uh, yeah, yeah. If, he, if he if he does flop in week one, then you can probably bribe someone into a trade if you need a running back. The thing that scares me is just that, that since coming back, I, he missed week one, but Weeks two through four, Zach Moss has just lit it up. Looked really good. So, uh, Zach Moss kind of a career revival with uh, Jonathan Taylor out. So who knows if uh, you know if they don't make JT just the full on work workhorse. If they kind of split carries a little bit, especially in week one, that you know 
get him up to speed. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't if you've been riding Zach Moss. I wouldn't drop him yet. I would wait and see what happens first. Oh, for um, sure. But but yeah, definitely I would even uh, still play him this week. Definitely, definitely got to keep a uh, keep a close eye on that one. All right, let's let's just move on. I don't want to talk about Kendrick Green. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're gonna move on to draw of the week. Didn't didn't hit him this week. Uh, we're gonna come right back at you here. Over. We got two winners this week, though. I got you with Serie A Lazio at Atalanta. Well, flip that. It's at Lazio, and uh, they're two they're two good teams in the two of the top teams in Serie A. It's gonna be a big game. Um, it's a coin flip matchup. Let give me the draw. I got. English Premier League matchup coming at you. I think it's a, it's an early Saturday game, uh, but that's irrelevant. I got Everton at home against Bournemouth, two uh, two teams with historical American ties. Got some American ownership in Bournemouth. You got uh, Tim Howard and Landon Donovan, two of the two of the American icons on on the Mount Rushmore of soccer. With Everton ties, um, it's a it's a Premier League America off, and they're both at the bottom of the table, desperately need some points. Everton just just blew blew a game to Luton that they should have definitely at least got out of there with a point. So Everton's desperate at home. They these guys both stink, so they're they're gonna. <laughs> this might be a negative one to negative one draw, plus two fifty. <laughs> hammer it. <laughs> All right. Well, that takes us into our greasy gambling picks. We are on the year. Danny's three, five, and one, and I am six, four, and two. But the locks tell a different story of oh, three, and one for myself, two, oh, and one for Danny. So if the trends continue, you we've laid the. We've mine aren't, the, oh, mine aren't updated. Bad. I'm I'm uh I'm two, four one, seven one. and one. It's worse. It's in two one one in the locks. Yeah, it's worse. I'm it's, sorry. We, we didn't we didn't put mine in from last week. Yeah, well, we went one and one and two last week. My goodness, that freaking how, how did Purdue just wake up and just start scoring at will against Illinois? Yeah, ridiculous, I, ridiculous. Shouldn't have done that. Um. So I've laid the groundwork for how to uh, profit off of my picks. Take take the two picks and fade the lock, and you would be um, nine, one, and one right now. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. But I, let's let's just get after it. I got two NFL picks here and a college lock. So first up in NFL is the. London game, and I'm taking over 48 and a half points. Jacksonville and Buffalo. Buffalo losing um, Tredavious White, I think. Court, uh, he's yeah. very good in pass coverage. So that's a, that's a big part of their defensive backs they're missing now. And, uh, and so I just, you know, two offensive teams, and I think it's at – Wembley, wherever it is, though, that that's where the overs usually happen in London. Whereas where they played last week, the under hit, and that's that's usually where the unders go. So 
Um, I, I credit part of my take. I heard that on, on their show the other week. So I'm also going to go, like I talked earlier in the show, I'm going Pat's Pick'em against Derek Carr's AC sprain. Basically, that's that's my logic. There is sharp money on the Pats. Um, and, hey, the line moved, and I'm just going to take it. I, I love it even more because, like I said, I just don't think Derek Carr is capable of um, – throwing the ball 30 times a game with force and accuracy and velocity and all that. So give me Mac Jones to um, put more questions into the Pat's head because they're ready to write him off and um, get him out of time. So yeah, Pat Pat's pick him here backs against the wall. And then my lock of the week is Kentucky at Georgia over 47 and a half. It's a sharp play, and, uh, I, you know, give me the points in the SEC game. Worked for me last week with that crushing LSU Ole Miss game, and then I gave out the live the live play on Twitter, two of over 79 and a half, and uh, that crushed as well. So uh, that, was a, that was a fun fucking game to watch. That was great. So let's get the lock this week. We're going to get one in the win column. Kentucky, Georgia, over 47 and a half. All right. Like it. Sound reasoning. Just to, just to provide some clarity, they played at Wembley last week. Okay, yeah. For the under. This week is at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So Yeah. Yes. And that's I, where the, I do that's have where that the over's head, apparently. Apparently. So hammer, hammer that. Let me give you this is this is three this is a three for three right here because I got to get back to five hundred. Actually, no, just fade all of these, but then whatever we tweet out, hammer those because I crush those. But I I got uh, there's a, I love the college slate this week, so we'll definitely come at you with some with some hot Twitter picks. Three I'm taking for the pod. I like Wazoo plus three and a half at UCLA. Haven't been impressed by UCLA this year. Uh, Wazoo looks looks. Great. Cameron Ward, a quarterback, is a dog. Um, it's going to be an empty Rose Bowl because no one comes to UCLA games. It's actually pretty embarrassing. I like Wazoo to cover. I don't know why they're a dog. I don't know why. This is probably a trap line. I'm, I just set myself up. Wazoo is hosed, but plus three and a half, I'm taking them. I also like Maryland, plus 19 and a half. Maryland is uh, – they've been they've been ranked in, in Danny's poll. Maryland's a pretty good team. You got to get on Twitter, argue with me about my, my top 25 rankings. Uh, Tua's brother, Talia, looking lights out this year. Seems like a pretty big spread, even in Columbus. Uh, Maryland always plays a hot state tough. They got a really good team this year, so I like them to stay within 20. And my lock, I'm going LSU minus four and a half at Mizzou. Mizzou's hot, not hot. They are undefeated. They've kind of limped to a couple victories. Did have the impressive win over Kansas State where they hit the 61-yard field goal, which is crazy for a college game. Um, but I think LSU is kind of pissed off. They got they got beat up by a couple really good teams. I think they're going to come out pissed off and kind of assert themselves here where they are the, the much better team on paper. So I like LSU to win big. That's my lock of the week. Another one that's definitely going to be a, a Twitter pick that is very intriguing. The UCF Kansas game, both teams coming in with uh, questionable quarterbacks. 
Right now, I've seen like UCF at like one to two point favorites. Daniels for Kansas missed last week with some with some back issues. Got blown out by Texas. He was the preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year or Offensive Player of the Year. And then uh, John Rice Plumley, the athletic scrambling QB for for the uh, UCF Knights, has been out for a couple weeks. He's questionable. Might be back this week. So we'll get you that info. I, I, that one's that line's probably going to swing. But that's a game that that I love based on the quarterback news, hammering, hammering one way or the other. So we'll we'll get to that news when we when when we get it. I like it. Well, fading Ohio State's always a risky proposition, but if yeah, you like it, you like it. It uh, never works out for me, so I'm gonna yeah, stay I know. away. I, yeah, I, yeah, fuck Ohio State. <laughs> they're they're definitely gonna route them just because I picked against them. That's why I said fade all three of these picks. Just 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 bet whatever we say on Twitter. X on X. Uh, yeah, Logan, Logan Thomas touchdown. Didn't pick him up this week. Needed a player. All right. So that's the pot of uh, the Tooth Fairy and I are going to go on a hike on Saturday since Penn State's on a bye. And Ohio State's going to win in a route. <laughs> so nothing to really watch at noon um, in Big Ten in my eyes. So. Uh, it's a perfect weekend for that. The weather's going to be, you know, perfect. So excited for that. And then uh, I believe Lance is going to come over to watch Raven Steelers. So you can pretty much lock in the Ravens. And then uh, I'm going to smoke a pork butt. So that's my weekend plans. Should be a good one. You got any, anything? Nothing. Uh, nothing like that. Just sitting on my couch watching football. I do. I am going to go. Golf on Saturday, at some point with Penn State on on the bye, so right. probably my last uh, my last outing of the year. But we'll see in the spring golf course. Yeah, I, I so whatever you're doing this weekend, hiking, golfing, fishing, watching football, doing all of those things at the same time, or football with any of those things, have a great one. The weather is perfect right now. Go pick a pumpkin. Stay healthy, America.